0: Oh, come on, put your hands together and praise God today, would you? That's a God we serve. We serve a God that can turn it around. How I many need some things turned around in your life? You've come to the right place. Turn to somebody and say, boy, that guy's cute. And then you can be seated. we were closing our series today on the great reset hadn't this been a wonderful month it's been great getting us going having prayer 21 days of prayer and each week just being challenged it's really been an exciting start to a new year here at dream city church can you say amen Amen. yeah good well today i want to start with a question Okay? Just a simple question to you. Has anybody here come into this new year and, and, and you've thought in your life, man, I need... I need a a reset I need a fresh start in some area of my life maybe it's a project at work maybe it's something you're doing maybe it's you know in a relationship or something like that maybe it's in a diet you know that's most of us but maybe it's a fresh start in your relationship with God but coming into 2023 does that describe anybody here sure that's many of us that's many of us and in this message what we're going to be looking at is this is the perfect time for a reset if you need it in your life. This is a perfect time. The thing about resets is that fresh starts, they're not limited to just one group of people. We can all have fresh starts. But they're not limited to anyone. They're not limited to adults. Kids need fresh starts, right? My kids, when it came report card time, let me tell you, they were looking for a reset of the entire semester. I get it. Let me tell you, resets are not limited just to kids and adults. Resets are not limited to just Christians. If you're here, you're watching online, maybe you've come and you say, man, and I need to get things started on the right track. I've messed my life up, so I'm going to start going to church and checking it out. And and if that's you, you're just kind of on the outside looking in, let me tell you something. You can have a reset on your life, a fresh start today. It can happen. It's not just for Christians, but most of us here are believers. Most that are watching are believers. And if you're here this morning, and and, and, and maybe, you know, and maybe you've got Uh, something within you, and you say, I just want to go deeper with God. I need to go deeper with God. I want a spiritual reset. I feel like I'm on a spiritual treadmill, and I'm going 90 miles an hour, and I'm just not getting anywhere. You're a follower of Jesus. Yes, you love God, but your relationship has grown a little stale. It's a little dry coming into the year, and you want something more meaningful. You come to church, you went to the 21 days of prayer, and then you come to church and you hear the messages and you you enjoy the worship, but you're looking for something from the outside that'll just charge you and get you going, jumpstart your relationship with God. Now if any of those examples describe you, let me just say this to you, welcome to the human race. It shows you're human. See, that, that's what we're about here in a fallen world. We're always looking for resets, fresh starts. That's why so many people like January. Because it feels like it, it's, a, it's a new beginning. That's why most people are addicted to new. We talked about this last week. Pastor Luke did. People are addicted. We love new. Because when we, when we know it's new, it feels like, wow, it's just, this, is a, this is a thing that can really make it all happen. But all of us know, just because it's new doesn't mean it's better, right? It doesn't. <laughs> just look at Coke. Once they came with new Coke, it was pathetic, right? And, and, and the truth is, it doesn't, even, it, it, it doesn't mean that we're going to get, in fact, looking for that silver bullet that's going to change it all, that, it's not out there. It's not out there. Change happens when we commit to it. And we set, as Pastor Luke said, and we set patterns in our lives that will last for the days to come. And so, what we're gonna do about this reset is we're gonna go to the Bible. I want us to look at the prophet Isaiah, and he's gonna help us today to establish a reset in our life. Isaiah, it's in the Old Testament, if you have a Bible, okay, and and some people still bring Bibles. It's that stiff part of the Bible, the Old Testament, that's not read very much. I get it, but you'll see it on the screen here today. Chapter 6, famous portion of Scripture. It was an incredible vision that Isaiah said, uh, that Isaiah saw from God. Look at Isaiah 6.1. In the year King Uzziah died, he said, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and his train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with his glory. At the sounds of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, this is Isaiah's response. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. My eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. He touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away. Your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. Now, we're going to go through this, but before we do anything, I want to get very practical with this today. I just want to ask you, okay, what area of your life feels a little dry right now? What area of your life do you feel like you need a reset in? Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do, practical. Grab a piece of paper and write that down right now. Write that word down, okay? Get your phone out. Nobody's moving, so at least move. So I think that you're doing it. Get your phone out. Put it in your notes, okay? We're going to be practical today. We're going to take something with us, okay? Maybe it's a word describing what you want in your relationship with God, a habit that you want to break. I don't care what it is. Just write it down. You need a reset in this area, okay? Because as we look at this vision, this was Isaiah's personal reset in his life. And I believe there's some things he shows us. I think there's some things that you and I can do right now today to prepare ourselves for a great reset. But like Isaiah, God does his part, but we have to do our part. So, I've put together five different actions action points right out of this passage and five questions that go along with those. I want you to write, kind of follow along with us, take pictures and take notes if you can, okay? And hopefully by the time we come to the the end of this, we'll be prepared for a reset to take place and we can leave change. That's why I come to church. I want God to do something in me every time I come and change me. Is that you? Well, that's where we're at today. And I believe God's got that for us. Are you with me? Is everybody with me? You're a little quiet out there, but that's okay. We'll get this going. So here we go. The first thing is, if we want to reset, you've got to identify the pain in your life. You've got to identify the pain in life. Isaiah begins by saying, it's it's very interesting here. He says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I saw the, in the year King Uzziah died. Now understand, there's pain in all of us. We just have to recognize it. And as we're studying this first, and you see this, you realize that Isaiah is talking about a date here. He says, in the year King Uzziah died, it's kind of a chronological thing. He says that I saw the Lord that day. And when you read, the word, when you read this whole passage, there's one word that pops out at you after you've read it a couple of times. And it's that word died. It just keeps popping out. And 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 why is that word such a trigger? Why does he start this in the year King Uzziah died? And then it just kind of becomes obvious after you've read it a few times. The most significant resets start in somebody's that's in somebody's life, appear following significant pain that has taken place in their life. See, he's saying that when King Uzziah died, that was his friend. I saw the Lord. Now, it may not be a physical death. It may not, uh, you know, your pain may be you know, that, that it's the death of a dream. The pain may be that, that it's the death of a relationship. Or your spiritual intimacy with God is not where it once was. And now you're choked out by apathy. But whatever it is, regardless of what it is, there's some pain. you got to identify the pain at the very beginning. If you want this reset to have sticking power, you got to be honest. And, 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 and to identify the pain, I want to encourage you to ask a question. So here's your question. Why? Why should I change? That seems like a simple question. But really, it's, it's not. It's not a simple answer that comes with that. See, what we notice so many times is a lot of people just walk right past their pain and they never answer this question. In essence, what they're doing is they're disguising their pain and pretending that nothing is wrong in their lives. You know, you've seen people do this. Maybe you've done it yourself. You know, it's no big deal. You know, it's in the past. What's done is done. Yeah, that's behind me, man. I'm just going to walk right past it. And then at some point in their life, they, they blow. The lid comes off. They're just hiding it. I'm suggesting that you come clean, that you be honest. Why should I change? We should change because the pain hurts, right? Because I'm lonely, I'm tired, I'm empty, I got things that are messed up. Whatever it is, come clean. Because if you're not honest about your pain, let me just tell you. One, you'll never get a fresh start. And two, I've noticed that people go through life looking for masks. Masks in life. I'm just going to wear a mask. I'm just going to cover it up. I'm not talking about a COVID mask. I'm talking about a mask, like a Halloween mask. Now, don't don't say that Brad Baker is the new orange man, okay, as you leave here, okay? But here it is. The mask becomes everything. It's the mask that I have good relationships when I really don't. Or the mask that I'm not sad, I'm not tired, or the mask that I'm not wounded. I, 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 because you're not identifying where you really are and where you're starting from. So let me suggest, drop the mask and answer the question. It's okay to say, I, I want to reset because I don't want to feel this way anymore. It's okay to say, I want to change Because I want to keep going. And I don't want to keep going in the direction of choosing relationships that don't honor God in my life. I need a change in my life because I'm lost. It's okay to say, I feel no hope for the future. And even any motivation, I don't feel it for tomorrow. I want to change because my soul is dry. I want purpose for my life. All those things. Pain can be a motivator for a reset. Or here's where a lot of people get trapped. Pain sometimes moves people to apathy where they don't want to do anything. You know? I mean, Isaiah could have said, you know, in the year King Uzziah died, I got drunk. You know, I, I, I gave up. I packed it in. I sold the camel, you know. Took up smoking. Doctors said I needed more tar in my body, you know. Took it up. Bought a tent down by late Judea, you know, something like that. He could have done that. What about you? What about us? Do you need a reset? Do you really want a fresh start in your life? If so, then what's broken inside in in your life? And it's a little painful, and it's triggering in you saying, I've got to have this start because I've got some of these things wrong. So we find the pain. We see it. And then, you know, if you don't if you don't do anything about it, you walk out of here today, you're going to be looking for a mask. What's the mask that you're going to be going after? Now, some of you, you may not know this, but hear this. God doesn't bring pain to you, but he's waiting for you and me to bring our pain to him. That's a good place to say amen. It's the truth. He's ready to help us with any pain that we would recognize to get this fresh start. Second thing. Second thing is this. If you want to reset, you got to recognize, I must recognize it's all about God. It's all about God. That's what Isaiah's vision was all about. It was this incredible clarity of God's majesty and his holiness. See, Isaiah describes God as he looks and he sees him. He says, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted. Get this picture. He says, and the train of his room filled the temple And these angels were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. What he's saying is it's all about God. See, and here's where many of us, we mess it up. We identify our pain, but instead of saying it's all about God, you know what we say? We say, "Eh, it's all about self-help. I can fix this thing on my own. I just need to go to Barnes & Noble and get a self-help book, you know? I just need to go to a seminar. I just need to watch a little more of Dr. Phil. Get a few more motivational podcasts, you know? And then we recognize that something needs to change. We know that. We see that. We know our problem. We got it. But we say we're going to find a change in the wrong place. We look to the wrong things to change us. Oh, yeah, I'm after a reset. You know, I watch this guy on television. He's got this, like, infomercial. You know, he's named Tony. He's got these big teeth, you know, and he's a great guy, you know, and he's got me, believe me, I can walk through fire if I just power it up, you know. And, 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 you know, he's got an answer for me. If I just send him three easy payments of $79.99, he's going to help bring it out of me, you know. He's going to help me to walk on the coals. That's it. Does anybody get weirded out by this stuff besides me? It's true. You know, if, if it's the power within that Brother Tony is trying to muster up, guess what? I should get a discount <laughs> than $79.99 if it's mine to begin with. It's my own, I, I don't get that. See, making life-altering changes isn't going to last in our lives without God at the center of it all. Without God, it's not a true fresh start. It's not a true reset. Remember Dennis Rodman? Anybody remember Dennis Rodman? A few years back, he wrote a book. Yeah, he was a basketball player. He was just freaky. He had more face pier- piercings than a guy caught in a tar- tornado in a needle factory. That's the way it was. But, but this whole the, in L.A. wrote in L.A. They wrote an article about him moving back to L.A. Having a new start. He wrote this book about new a new start for a, a fresh start for his life. The only reason he moved back to L.A. was because all the restraining orders were lifted. That we all know that. You know, you'd know, you love to tell a guy like that, hey, he wrote this book, hey, Mr. Freaky Friday, write all the chapters you want, write all the books you want, but until you write a chapter that says it's all because of God, it's not a fresh start. It's just recycled weirdness that's going on in your life because a fresh start happens because of God. He's not one of the motivators to a fresh start. Isaiah Vision said it's all because of God that I don't want to waste my life. It's all because of God, I need change. I want change, I will change. It's because of God that I can change. It's because of God that I don't want to settle for a a, a mediocre life, average, powerless life. But God changes everything, doesn't he? He changes everything. So if God changes everything, here's the question. Who is my God? Whoa. See, we all worship something in our lives, don't we? You know, if it's not the God of the Bible, You know, know, we we still have other gods that we worship, small g, gods. You know, a god is something that is the source of your attention. A god is something that's the object of your affection. It can be a passion in your life. It can be a relationship in your life. You know, it, it, it can be a pursuit in your life. But if you never stop and identify who is at the center of my life, you might consider asking that question who is my God because if it's not all about God listen it's all about something and then my question to you will be is that something strong enough to give you the reset that you need for your life right now? Isaiah said it's all about God holy 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 the whole earth is full of his glory it's that God that he's referring to that's the author Of fresh starts Of resets in our lives And we've got to recognize that So if I want a fresh start I I Identify the pain Recognize it's all about God Next thing I do is this I've got to reveal the truth about myself Reveal the truth about myself That's what Isaiah does He says God is holy And I am a scum sucking dirt bag That's what he says That's the message That's the Brad Baker message Bible That's a problem Very loose translation. But he says, God is holy and I'm not. God's glory fills the whole earth and my glory doesn't fill anything. He says, woe to me, I am ruined. Woe to me. And and, and and there's a theological understanding here that really builds on the point we talked about before. That it's all about God. Look what he says. When I look at myself in the light of God's glory... I look pretty pale. I don't look real good. And what he says is, woe to me. I look at myself in the light of God's glory and God's majesty, and and I say, probably not woe to me. It's ugly is a better word, right? Ugly, in fact, it's a good word, and I'm okay with that. I'm ugly here, okay? In fact, write that down on your page right now. Ugly, okay? That fits me. It doesn't fit you. You can write uglier for you that would be fine sorry about that you're gonna hate me when this is over if you don't know how to spell it here it is U-G-L-Y you ain't got no alibi you ugly hey hey you ugly right I'd only watch the cheerleaders I learned the cheers because I was sitting on the bench the whole time right that's the way it works let me just tell you uh, guys I'm talking to the guys right now because I know the ladies know what this is Do you know what this is this was devised by the devil himself, okay? It's a mirror that, it's, it's a, a double mirror. One mirror on one side. I can see myself for who I am, right? I, it's perfect. On the other side, it's got like a 10 times magnification. I put it up to my face, and I can see every pore in my face. I see the dirt. I see the oil. I see little animals on my face. I saw a moon landing on my face one day. It was terrible. It's very gross. It's a bad thing. But when I look in the normal side of the mirror, I go, man, not bad. Yeah, I I look in the normal side and say, you don't look half bad. You look pretty good. You know, I mean, I'm not going to win any contest if I had hair and maybe were eight inches taller. But, you know, and then you say, you know, I'm not going to be on the cover of GQ magazine. But I'm okay, I mean, let's face it. And we think that, you know? I mean, I I am better looking than Shrek, you know? I am better looking than John Fetterman, you know? And uh, all of that. But but most of us, let's be honest here today. Most of us find ourselves in the average category, don't we? We're average, that's good. Not a bad place to be. I saw y'all coming in, a few people above average, many of us below average, you know? Thank God for the pastors. They can identify with every one of you. That's why we're here as pastors. We love you. Blow average people. But that's the way it works. His staff's going to hate me after this is over. But let's face it. We usually look in the good side and go, "Ah, that's okay. But then we turn on that magnifying area. When I look into the, I go, oh, that's gross. I tell you this because that's what Isaiah is saying. Okay, he said, I put the magnifying glass up to my life. And in the light of God's majesty, holiness, and glory, he says, woe to me, woe to me. Woe to me in Hebrew means, holy moly, I'm disgusting. (laughs) Don't look that up, okay? So the question is, write this down, where is my heart? Where is my heart? If you're going to have a reset, you've got to ask that question, where is my heart? On an ugly scale from one to a hundred on that continuum, you're Jesus Jr. at one and you're evil in a in, in hundred. Where do you fit right now on that continuum? Write that number down on your page. Why do we do this? When you look inside and you really evaluate the condition of your heart, you know what you're going to see? It's not real pretty, just like Isaiah did. See, and when I do this, you know what I see? I see that my thoughts aren't always the way they should be. I see I've got pride in me that I'm not pleased with. I see impure motives at times. And my honest evaluation of my heart brings out, ugh, it's not pretty. But a lot of us, we go through life and we never evaluate our heart. We need to be honest. We need to evaluate it. We need to think about it. As a matter of fact, you know, I I drive up to North Scottsdale a lot, and I see these bicyclists always driving on the road, and they're all single file, about a hundred of them, you know, going back and forth. I always, in my mind, just to show you where your heart goes, in my mind I keep thinking, you know, what if I were up in Cave Creek, right where they were starting, and there were a hundred bicyclists around in that circle, and, you know, they're standing there in a big circle, all ready to go, and I just bumped one of them. And they all started falling. Would it be a domino effect to watch these guys piling up on each? Now, look, look, look. If, if you are uh, if you're a bicyclist, please don't write me an email. The, the point is, I'm making a point. I'm evil, okay? You're saying, Brad, that's mean. You're right. It is mean. That's who I am. So many times, when I look at my heart, that, it, it, so many times, there's not a good thing in it. It's ugly, I mean, where does that come from? You should hear more of the sick things in my mind, or maybe you shouldn't, okay? But you know what that means when I say that? It means that that I get you, and you get me. It means that I know you, because guess what? You're just like me. Oh, it may not be bicycles. It may be something else. But you're just like me, and the truth about my heart is here's what it does. I'm not afraid of it anymore, because... The truth of my heart, when I do like Isaiah, and I say, whoa, uh, I'm, it's just not the way I want it to be. Do you know what that does? It draws me to my knees. It draws me closer to God, because guess what? I don't want to be like that. I don't want to live like that I, I, I want to be nearer to God I want to look more like Him and because I don't want to live like this I want to live like Him I can step back and say woe to me and wow to God ugly me ugly intentions ugly heart but holy God see on my own I'm a mess and everybody said amen ah uh, yeah I get that but with you God And only with you, God, I've got a fresh start. I've got a reset waiting for me. You can change it all. Oh, yeah, that's a good place to say amen. Amen. Now, are you still with me here? Okay. It'd be a little depressing if we ended right here talking about the ugliness, evaluating our hearts. But luckily, there's some other stuff that we can do. We identify the pain, recognize that it's all about God, and then we reveal the truth about ourselves. And then number four, we release the past. You must release the past. Now listen, obviously, if we have some ugliness in our life, we've done things wrong, let me tell you, that we're not proud of, you know, we're going to have some regrets. I, I get that. So let's have some mass confession here. If you're Catholic, you came the right day. Here it is. How many of you would say, how many of you would say, you'd be brave enough to say, I have some major regrets in my life. Just that simple. Lift your hand, lift your hand, keep them up. I want you to look around. Look at all the people that would say they have major regrets in their lives. And the people that have their hands down, most of them are lying. They're gonna regret it later. (laughs) So that's the way that works. But you have regrets. What do those regrets do? What do they bring? They bring shame. They bring embarrassment. They bring anger, resentment, regrets. See, and I like to describe regrets like that slimy film that gets on your car, on your windows, that you try to wipe it off, and it's just so difficult to get off. See, if I'm going to have a fresh start in my life, I've got to clean that stuff up. i got to get that stuff away. I got to get it off of me I got to experience what Isaiah experienced in his vision okay that's the only way I can do it because I don't have the cleaning materials to make it happen look what he said in verse 7 with it he touched my mouth and said see this has touched your lips your guilt is taken away your sin is taken away your sin is atoned for isn't that awesome Your sin is paid for. Your sin is gone. God doesn't want you or me to be living with regrets. And so, what he does is he says, I'm going to give you something you don't deserve. I'm going to give you grace, I'm going to give you forgiveness. And you can walk in this forgiveness and have regrets no more. Psalm 32, finally I confessed all my sins to you. Stop trying to hide them and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Psalm 103, he forgives my sins. How many? All of them. See, God cares about resets. And if you have confessed your ugliness, if you've given it to God, and you say, God, will you forgive my ugliness? Guess what he does? He forgives you. You are forgiven. And then if you can't release your past, I have so many conversations with people who have so many, they just can't release the past. And they still feel guilty for what they've done, even though the Lord has forgiven them. Can I tell you, that guilt is not from God. It's not. Dream City, hear me. If you still feel guilty about things that you've already been forgiven of, that's Satan's way of trying to keep you down and keep you from being ineffective. To keep you from living life to its fullness and your God-given potential because we have received a God-given gift, a free gift of salvation with God through Jesus Christ. We have been forgiven. Satan has lost for all of eternity So, the only thing he can do Right now is just try to hold you down And he tries to make you Feel guilty about things you've already been forgiven For if you were to take those things to God Say God forgive me for that thing That I prayed about a long ago." God would be going what are you talking about I don't even remember your sins Anymore why are you remembering Your sins I've forgotten It all you can Release the past because God has released us from it. So here's the question. What am I holding on to? Am I holding to regret of relationships, fail, of regret of wrong choices, hurtful things? God forgives. Now that's God's part. That's sorry. That's God's part. But you know what my part is? My part is I've got to believe that. I've got to hold on to that. I confess my sin and when God forgives me, I live as if I'm forgiven. And the reason I want us to get this so badly is there's so many people that walk around living like they're not forgiving. They're just not. You're paralyzing your life. See, to live in forgiveness means you release the past. So that reset, it's right here in front of you. Don't be paralyzed by the past when you can be motivated by the future. The future's a fresh start, man. That's what we're talking about, right? That's what we're talking about, especially when you say yes to God that's number five I must say yes to God it's what Isaiah did verse 8 then I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send who will go for us and I said here it is here am I send me that's saying yes to God here am I send me I want to be your guy I want to be your gal I want to be your person in the marketplace. I want to be a person that affects my world. I want to be a person that's changed by your power. Send me a fresh start, God. That's what I want. See, there's a lot of things in life that we can't control, right? And what's unfortunate is so many of us go through life with stress and anxiety and ulcers over things that we can't control, worrying about that stuff. Now, there's something that you can control, and here it is. You can control whether you say yes to God or not. You can control that. God, will you breathe in me new life? Will you breathe in me something that will give me a fresh start, that will give me a reset that I so badly want? Listen, I came in here today. I didn't want this just to be another message. I didn't. I want this to be something. I I come into church. I come into church. Really, honestly, I'm open. I I want the Holy Spirit to change me. There's a lot of I got. I need. To, I don't want to be the same. And when I come in here and I hear about all the blessing and all the things that God has for my life, and how He can help me in my pursuit of my dreams and my goals and the destiny He has for my life, I say, "Oh God, let that happen. Breathe that in me." And that's what I want today for all of us, every single one of us. But the point is, we need that reset. We got to commit to it and say, "Okay, God, now I'm going to commit." to the things that you have for my life in the days ahead. I'm gonna live in this fresh beginning and in this fresh start. Here I am, God, send me. That's saying yes to God. And when do we say yes to God? There's no better time than right now. Now is the time to say yes to God. And that's the final question. Here's the final question, when will I get started? The answer, if you want it, right now. It's waiting for you. God's waiting for you. All we have to do is say, God, you see my heart. There's nothing good. in it. It's ugly sometimes, but God, it's a heart that wants you. So today I'm saying yes. Today I want 2023 to be better than any other year I've ever lived. I'm saying yes to you, God. Now here's the way we're going to end. If you're here today. And you say, I need a reset in some area of my life. I don't care what it is. Relationship, walk with God, you know, your work, a habit, whatever it is. But it's been resonating with you. If you need a reset in somewhere in your life, I want you to stand to your feet right now. Unashamedly, just stand to your feet. I'm going to pray for you. I'm standing. If you need a reset in some area of your life. Yeah, good, good. Wow that's it we got to recognize it and be honest that's the first step to having God meet us now. If, if you're sitting right now I want you to stand just to support these that are with us if you're standing needing a reset I want you to do something for me would you lift your hands up yeah, I don't care if it's comfortable or not in this moment just lift your hands up, okay do, uh, uh, humor me because there's something to this I want you to be in a posture, and we need to be in this posture that says, just like a child, God, I need help, I need you, and I'm lifting my hands, Daddy, pick me up and put me in your arms. You're standing right before your father right now, and he wants to embrace you and pick you up. Do you see that? Now let's ask him to give us the reset. Father, you see these hands? Just go ahead and call it out right now, whatever it is. Would you just call it out and say, God, I need a reset in this area of my life. I need change. Forgive me. And Lord, you see these hands and you hear your people right now calling out to you in areas of their life that aren't what they want them to be. But God, I pray in this moment that you will come and you will sweep through this place. God that you will give them the reset that they need That God as they leave this place They will feel that there's a fresh start They've got a new lease on life They can go deeper in the relationship God they can get things right In the relationships here on earth And they can, they can move forward they can, they can kick that Habit and God you can be there You're there for them And you're going to help them through every step Of the way Daddy we need you father we need you pick us up put us in your arms today and give us what we need in the name of jesus send a reset i want you to put your hands down keep your heads bowed if you're here today and you say i've never said yes to god Or maybe you said yes to God and accepted Jesus as your Savior, the leader of your life. If you've not done that or you're estranged from him now, you're distant from him right now. In this moment, this is the time right now to say yes to God. And if you're here and you say, Brad, that's me. I want to start this year with Jesus leading my life. I want to be in right relationship with him. I need my spiritual walk changed. If that's you right now, I want to see your hand. Lift it up. I want to pray for you. All over this room, lift them. I need things to change. I need a reset spiritually in my life. You recognize it. My goodness, hands everywhere. Thank you so much. And in the balcony, thank you for being honest. Just pray this prayer with me, would you? This is the new beginning. This is a new start. Let it be today, would you? Just pray this with me. Just say, dear God, I need a reset today. I need a reset in my spiritual walk. You said if I would ask you that you would forgive me of my sins. Forgive me today, God. I need you to lead me and to guide me. I'm going to follow you, Lord. No longer my own whims, but I'm going to follow your word. Thank you for coming into my life. Thank you for the reset of my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we put our hands together and thank God for what he's done today. Pastor Ash, come out. Close us out.